Today's guest is Mary Aspinwall, one of the most inspiring homeopaths you'll ever meet. In the early 1990s, Mary designed a range of four internationally best-selling homeopathy kits, which are manufactured by Helios. She has spent the past 28 years educating the public about homeopathy and holistic approaches to health through her magazine articles, videos, website, and online courses. For the past six years, she has run Mary's Homeopathy Study Group on Facebook. It has over 40,000 enthusiastic members who support one another and share their love of this amazing healing art. And you are most welcome to join. Mary offers many free educational resources to get you started at www.maryaspinwall.com forward slash resources. That's M-A-R-Y-A-S-P-I-N-W-A-L-L.com forward slash resources. Mary also has a Zoom-based practice offering in-depth constitutional care plans to treat clients all over the world. Please contact her assistant, Lucy, for more details. Details at support at maryaspenwall.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangouts. Today, we have a little bit of a treat for you. We have the absolutely lovely Mary Aspenwall on the show. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Jenny. Lovely to be with you. It is so lovely to have you on here. Now, many people listening to the show are already going to know who you are, but I wonder, can you just maybe tell our listeners a little bit about your journey to homeopathy and how it discovered you? Yes, absolutely. So unfortunately for me, I was very unwell as a child and I had a lot of terrible sore throats and they became really nasty. Uh, My tonsils would be covered in pustules and I'd be very sick and I missed a lot of school and this went on and on and on and on and I had lots and lots of antibiotics and just before I was 18 I got glandular fever again the same terrible sore throats almost no airway only able to sip a little bit of water and milk for about two months lost loads of weight looked like a skeleton really was in a terrible state managed to get myself relatively well again, but was still being plagued by these horrendous sore throats. And the antibiotics, of course, had taken a terrible toll on me because I'd been taking them since I was maybe four or five years old. Mm. You might say, why did nobody remove your tonsils? And my mother was a nurse and she was very anti-removing tonsils. So it's how I managed to keep my poor raggedy old tonsils. But when I got to be 19, I had moved to London and I had a friend called Fred. And Fred said, oh, you want to go and see Dr. Dave? And at that stage, it was really over doctors because um, they had done all sorts of horrible things to me, like injected me with radioactive dye to try and find out why I had UTIs. And it was just one thing after another, you know, and mm-hmm. I was fed up. So I said, well, what's so special about Dr. Dave? And he said, he's a homeopath. And I said, well, what's that? Never I had ever heard of homeopathy. So I thought, okay, well, you know, if he's got a different way of looking at it, maybe, maybe I'll give him a chance. So I go and I still remember, like I have moments in my life, which are like crystallized memories. And I remember going into Dr. Dave's surgery and he had a guy from Africa studying with him, sitting there in the back. And I was about to move to live in Barcelona. And so there wasn't much the poor guy could do. And I was getting ready to go in a few weeks. But what he did do was he said, okay, I'm going to give you 
these two remedies. One was cantharis and the other was equisetum. And this was for my, what had happened was my throat issue was still going on, but more in the background. And then I had these awful, terrible burning UTIs. So he gave me the cantharis and you take that if you have a burning episode. And if you feel things are just sort of starting to go funny, take this. And he gave me equisetum, which mm. was like to try and nip it in the bud when it was affecting the bladder. That's mm. the idea, I guess. And so really it was essentially it was acute prescribing. But you remember that I just suffered and suffered and suffered for so long with all this stuff and been poked and prodded and given all these awful drugs. And and uh, so what happened was he said, oh, and you have to give up coffee. Now, that was not good because I was a complete coffee freak at the time. I would drink easily eight to ten cups a day. So I gave up coffee. And after about a day, I felt so terrible. I remember calling Fred and saying, what has that guy done to me? I feel like I'm a 100 years old. It was really just coffee withdrawal, I think. Uh I was just crawling. I could hardly make it to work. I was exhausted. Everything was creaking. But then I never had a UTI, not for years. And I took the little pills with me to Barcelona where I was living. And if I ever felt something was going funny, I I would religiously take the pills. And I reintroduced coffee, but I kept it like to a reasonable amount. And I was so impressed. I was so, so impressed. I continued to have a lot of health problems. And again, it was homeopathy really that led to this eureka moment. So after I had my first child and she was about a year old, I was still having these awful throat issues. And one day I went to the cinema. There was a cinema opening where we lived in London and it was Harrison Ford. I was a bit partial to Harrison Ford. (laughs) And it was clear and present danger was the movie. Terrible movie, absolutely awful movie. But I stayed till the bitter end, even though there was this weird smell in the cinema, which I later found out was because they put down a new carpet and there was carpet glue fumes in the cinema. Anyway, I got terribly, terribly ill from these carpet fumes. And I thought, this is so weird. And it was the same thing with my throat, but really, really bad. I mean, like I thought I was really thought I was going to die. I was seeing lights coming down. I was talking to these entities. It was like a sort of near-death experience. Like, are you ready to go? Have you had enough? You can go now if you want. And my daughter was one and I said, I can't, I can't go. And they said, well, they're like little spirographs on the ceiling, spinning around talking to me. And this big searchlight thing down next to me that you just go in there if you want. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. So um, they said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just go to sleep, just rest. So, and the next day I was reading Miranda Castro's book, which is never far away. I have a copy right here. Oh, yeah. I'll, so it, I'll show it. it to you. <laughs> this is why she's so pivotal in my life. I was reading this. I don't think she knows this story. Yay. So I was reading this book, the yellow yeah. version, the old version. Yeah. And um, I realized that all of my symptoms were mercury. It was almost like I was being looked after and someone was saying, this is the answer. Okay. So I got in touch with the cinema and I said, I'm not going to sue you or anything, but I'm just really curious. Could you get hold of whatever was in that carpet glue for me? Mm. I said, yes. Okay. And they sent me and very nice. They took a photocopy and they posted it to me. And there it was, mercurial biocide. And then I went back in my mind and I realized that all of these terrible sore throats were from 
going to the dentist to have my teeth cleaned, going to have a filling, having a tuna fish sandwich. I worked it all out. It was like, whoa, I know what this is. It's not like I have a propensity to sore throats. It's that I have mercury poisoning. And when something tips me over the edge, this is how my body tries to protect me Mm. by having these pustules that Mm. are trying to clear the the toxins out of my system. So I took some Merck Sol and it worked. And that was the moment. And I had to do a load of other stuff as well, as everyone who's ever had heavy metal poisoning or mercury poisoning would know. It's not a walk in the park and it took a long time. Mm. But that was the moment that I actually realized what the problem was, which I would never have realized but homeopathy. So I do feel like in a way homeopathy saved me. I'm not sure I'd be here alive talking to you today, except for that realization and knowing then what the path was that I had to follow to to get well. Holy moly, that's very... (laughs) Because I really feel, I feel I have to pay it forward because... It saved me, mm. you know, Amazing. and I've, I've been fortunate enough to, through my work, I work with a lot of people who have heavy metal poisoning, mm. mercury, lead, various things. And what I've learned has meant that I can help people. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. I'm like, even like down to sometimes I get someone where a child has been pretty well and then goes and has their first filling. And unfortunately, if they're poor, they still get mercury fillings even no, to this really? day. You know? Yeah. Especially in, I think in the UK, but definitely in the US and probably Ireland. I, I don't know, but anyway, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. And it's to do with when you go through the National Health Service, they will, they'll subsidize that, but they won't subsidize the white fillings, which I'm sure have their own, yeah. you know, their own consequences. Yeah. But <laughs> so I'm able to say to people, did you just have a filling? And they're like, oh, yeah, I did. And like, oh, okay. So I'm able to sort of stop that process right at the start by alerting people because I know that's what's going on. Well, those those angels and everyone else that came down to help you and talk to you and, you know, you feeling that you have to pay it forward. I think you've paid your debt now, Mary, because you oh, have, can I relax? <laughs> you, you can because... <laughs> Mary has got this incredible Facebook group called Mary's Homeopathy Study Group, which now has over 40,000 members in it, 40,000. And you have your group of marvels who are your amazing admins that help you manage this group. I think you've paid your debt because you have literally helped (laughs) thousands of people by paying it forward and getting them to use homeopathy and empowering them. So I think you're good. good, (laughs) But what what inspired you to start this group? Why did you feel this group was necessary? All right. Well, I was told it was necessary. I got someone got in touch with me. And as you know, I designed the Helios kits, the four kits. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the kits is they're fabulous, but I can remember the first time I ever looked at a kit. I had this lovely girlfriend called Rosemary and I was staying with her at her house and she had this kit, which I swear had like a hundred or 200 remedies in it. And this is before I knew about homeopathy. And I was like, gosh, this woman is a complete hypochondriac. You know, why would anybody need this many remedies? What's going on? And I didn't understand about the matching and the importance of like having a really good match Mm. to get the result that you wanted. And so I was very ignorant about kits and I was overwhelmed just even looking at her kit. Like how the heck would you know what to do with that? 
of course, that was beginner's mind. Then when I did my own kits, I thought, of course, everyone should know what to do. There's a leaflet in there. They'll work it out. But no, it is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so someone said to me many years, I mean, the kits were out in 93, I think. So many years later, someone emailed me or wrote to me on Facebook or something and said, Mary, will you do a study group? And I said, yes, 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 of course I'll do a study group. Like if you can get 12 people together, I'll be happy to do some videos for you. And yeah, absolutely. No problem. And then it just went, it's <laughs> like it was thousands of people. And, and I was like, oh. <laughs> a rabbit in the headlights. And luckily for me, these marvels, I call them because they are marvels. So these people in the group stepped up and started to help me. And we formed this little management group called the Marvels and they would start, you know, doing admissions to because I at the beginning I was up all hours admitting people to the group. I couldn't keep up. And then we found, of course, being online, you are sometimes exposed to people whose intention is not to come and study homeopathy mm. and be jolly good mates with you, but their intention is to screenshot things or troll you. So then we had to put in a layer of checking people's profiles to make sure that they were genuinely interested in studying and all of that. And so the amount of work just exploded because of the pure numbers and because of the amount of safety that we wanted to give the group. You know, we wanted it to be a safe haven for people to come and ask questions and to share what's, what was going on for them. So anyway, thank goodness the Marvels, um, you know, totally saved me and uh, came in and took a huge amount off my shoulders. And then what we were doing is people were just asking me, talk to me about this, tell me about that. And I would be making videos and I'd be writing posts. And then we started making files to try and make things more accessible so it wasn't Groundhog Day. And we started doing hashtag everything, you know, hashtag success story, hashtag name of remedy, so that people could start searching the group. And then the group itself some of them became mini marvels where they weren't actually in the management marvel group, but they would be saying, oh, I, I had that problem. And Mary said this, or look at this file, or uh, here's a link to this video. And so they were actually pointing the newbies, as we called them, in the right place. And then I think it was about three years into the group. And I don't know how many thousands we had by then, maybe 20 something thousand people. And I decided to put a lot of time and energy into creating two courses. One's called Newbie and Aware. And what we try to do at the beginning when people join is say, go and look at Newbie. And Newbie is, it's designed for busy moms and you can use it on your mobile phone. So you go onto Newbie and it's got all the basics that you need to get you started. And it keeps a track of where you are. So if you want to bop around and study this today and something else tomorrow, it tells you, oh yeah, you've already done that. And it's got videos and it's got quizzes and it's really fun wow. and it's got cheat sheets you can save to your phone and people love it. In fact, I oh, got the most. That is so cool. I got the most fantastic review. Should I read it to you? Yes, please. Yeah. I, I, this popped up. This is actually from a while ago, but it popped up the other day and I thought, oh, that's so good. I just have to save that because it really described uh, the whole purpose. Okay. Here we go. So this is from a lovely member of the group called Joanna. Hi, Mary. Here is my honest opinion about your service and training course. And she said she'd heard about me through Arnica, and which is another great group on Facebook. 
I looked you up and I decided to join. I had the Helios kit already and I had used it once for chickenpox two years before. My son's chickenpox were mild and uneventful and I put that down to good luck and we moved on with our lives. So once in the group, it quickly became obvious that you couldn't just ask for the best remedy for an ailment. You were actually expected to learn this stuff. Should that horrified face emoji. Great. I don't have time to read stuff and take a training course. Just give me the answer and tell me what the remedy is that I need. I'm desperate. And we call this in the marbles, we call this stat syndrome. So it's like people who do no studying and they wait for some awful thing to happen, some crisis, injury, acute, mm. middle of the night. And they're like, tell me what to do. And it's all like, stat, tell me now, tell me now. So what we're trying to do is before people get into that situation, when things are calm, that we encourage them to study. Mm. She had classic stat syndrome. And then I saw a post from you, from me, about the three types of people that would be in the group. And I totally recognized myself as the first type of person, the one who just wanted the answer and didn't have time to understand the rationale behind it. Mm. Clearly now I know better. That just wasn't going to work. I put aside my feelings of being embarrassed and defensive. I mean, your post was aimed at me and me alone, right? <laughs> and I decided maybe just sign up for that newbie course and see what it was all about. Well, I haven't looked back. The bite-sized chunks, the videos, which I had never made time for before, the articles, the background history, the quizzes, all of it is just amazing. It is so accessible. It is so easy to grasp and begin to use. My subconscious is working away at it all the time. So now you have caused me another problem. I decide to do just half an hour once my son is asleep, but I get hooked. Maybe I'll just do an hour and then go to bed. And two hours later, I am still up and reading and learning. And it's like a great book that you can't stop or put down. I am filled with optimism and confidence for our future that no matter what happens to my little family, I will be able to handle it in the very best way for the whole person. A way that thanks to your group and your admins and your newbie course, I have learned and a way that I understand. And the last bit's quite funny. She says, yeah, I am not wishing that my son will have an accident or get another virus. But come on, man, I want to see this stuff in action. I feel like I want to give you an applause (laughs) after that. What an amazing testimonial. And you're so right. I have that same problem where, you know, the mums just, they don't want to put that time in. And then Mm -hmm. when, when, you know, the shit hits the fan, they want that answer straight away. But that's like, you really need to put the time in yourself when there's not a crisis happening so that you are armed with information. But it's also tricky because, you know, mums are so busy, but yeah, they don't have the kind of extended family. They don't have more and more our networks of friends and supporters. Like when I had kids, fortunately, I was living in Ireland when my children were little and there was great community, there was great support. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we did play dates and we did swaps of like, I'll look after yours for a while, you look after mm-hmm. mine for a while. And it was great, you know, but that's all starting to get less and less likely to happen for people and they they haven't got much time they really don't have much time i knew that when mums were super busy and yeah. so i i really tried to make it so fast mm-hmm. it's like mark twain said i wanted to write you a short letter but i didn't have time so i wrote you a long one <laughs> and i knew exactly what he meant it's like you to condense something 
into something pithy and like cut to the chase takes a lot of concentration and time. And whenever I was creating my, my courses, the newbie, which is completely free and the aware, which is mm. I think 25 bucks, it was all about, look, these people are stressed. They're busy. If you're going to tell them stuff, tell them quickly mm. and have it be memorable. Have it come up with things that helps it stick in their brains. And that's what I've tried to do. I think it's worked. You know, everyone that has taken the time to do newbie, and especially if you go on to do aware where you just go like on a deeper dive, Mm -hmm. they are so confident and it's really life transforming. I I honestly can't think of many things you could do for two or three hours that the newbie is maybe two and a half, three hours that would have the kind of impact that it has on people's lives. And it's a lifetime impact. And every minute that you spend learning about homeopathy is hours that you save later on by when you need to treat your child. And that's what I always say Mm. to the moms, any little bit of time that you spend reading up on homeopathy or learning about it, it's just empowering you so much. You never know when you're going to need that information for your own family or for a friend or a family member. And it's just just absolutely invaluable. And and time and also money. I mean, Mm. people on my group, some of them feel like they've saved, I'm sure they have saved multiple thousands of dollars in ER and um, urgent care visits and co-pays and mm. prescription fees. And, mm-hmm. you know, aside from the, all of the trauma and the heartache that they could have ended up with, they also saved a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the type of rules in your group? So it's, yeah, um, yeah that would be actually really nice. And you can imagine with 40,000 members, you have to have some pretty good structures in place to keep it consistent. And that's, I think, Mm. part of the things that make a group so successful. When you go there, you know what you're going to get. It's not a mushmash of different things. There's very clear and defined boundaries. Mm. And that actually is very nice because then you know what's allowed and what's not allowed. And it just creates for nice consistency and people feeling safe in that environment. So what are some of the rules that you have in the group that keeps it so successful? Okay, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have to say it wasn't always like how it is today it was like a very steep learning curve so I used to moderate a little bit for Arnica which is a group on Facebook which is a natural approaches to healing type group and it's great it's a real free-for-all and everybody has their say Mm -hmm. and one of the things that happened to me when I was working with that group was I made a comment about colloidal silver I think it was or tea tree or one of those things. And I said, well, you know, I am a little concerned that people are jumping out of the frying pan of antibiotics or antivirals or anti whatever. And they're going into the fire of natural, so-called natural biocides. But these things are still aimed to kill, you know. And when you go after something and try to kill it, it doesn't want to die. You know, it has a life force just like anything else. And so it will adapt and it will try to survive. And bacteria and viruses and fungi and parasites are fabulous adapters and we are slow adapters. So you're basically picking a fight with something that's going to win. Now, it might not win straight away and you might feel great initially. You know, it worked. Yay, yay. But it won't have killed everything. And, and for the rest of the things it didn't kill, it was like you sent them to training camp. So I used to say these things and I wasn't very popular because it was like colloidal silver. It works. It's great. It's easy. I don't have to look anything up. I don't have to think about it. I just use colloidal silver. Mm. So I kind of stuck my neck out and I got, you know, a lot of 
pushback. And I thought, okay, well, that's fine. I've said my piece. And I just sort of put it on the back burner. And then when someone said, will you start this study group? I thought, here's a perfect place for me to talk about my philosophy mm-hmm. of health and how I see things. And, you know, and I still got a lot of um, kickback from people who were very attached to their mm-hmm. tea tree and their colloidal silver and their diatomaceous earth and, you know, whatever else they were using. So, but it was an opportunity for me to say that. Another opportunity for me was I personally can't bear unkindness. So, you know, that Dalai Lama's saying of like, be kind wherever possible and it's always possible. Mm. So I was like, the golden rule for my group is going to be do as you would be done by. Mm. And it's going to be a little bit of a benevolent dictatorship. If you can't play nice, you'll get three strikes and then you're out. And we have this saying amongst the marbles, their coat is by the door. So if someone has been unkind, we look at it like it's our living room and we're hosting a party and people are expected to be courteous and kind and helpful. And if they start to be rude and aggressive, they get a warning because maybe they're tired. They've Mm. got little kids. Maybe they didn't sleep last night. They get two warnings, basically, and then they get their coat and they're shown the door. Now, luckily, we very rarely have to do that. At the beginning, we had to do it quite a bit. But now because we've created this atmosphere and it's modeling for the new members what is okay, Mm. we very, very rarely have to do it now. But at the beginning, we had to do it quite a lot. And then the other aspect of the benevolent dictatorship is, of course, there are many, many, many different ways of doing homeopathy. Mm. And I am absolutely fine with that. I'm a great proponent of freedom of speech. Do what feels good for you. Do what resonates with you. Do what works for you. What works for me is I need to understand the whole concept And it has to make sense to me philosophically. So for me, it's not enough that something works. Mm. How does it work? Why does it work? What is the cost to me of it working? What is the risk benefit? Mm. So I am largely speaking, there are some things I I cheat a little bit with, but I'm largely speaking a classical homeopathy fan. By that, I mean that I think that um, symptoms are coming from a core dis-ease, a core disturbance of the vital force, chi, prana. And these, all of these symptoms are clues that will lead us to the answer. Mm. So I get a little bit concerned when people see these as the problem, when actually it's this is the problem. Mm. And yes, you can take away this with remedy ABC, but why would you want to? Because don't you want that clue to lead you to the right answer, Mm. the deep answer that's going to uh, fix the disturbance in the vital force. So it's different strokes for different folks, you know, but that's my take and that's what's worked for me. It's worked for my clients. And so essentially, you know, as I say, there are a few things that I cheat with, but mostly I'm classical. Mm -hmm. And so on the group, we try to have this very consistent message, a consistent message about what's okay to treat at home, what's not okay to treat at home, a consistent mm-hmm. message about potency, a consistent message about not using no sods and SAR codes, things like that, unless you have a homeopath working with you, mm-hmm. a consistent message about single remedy, about making a fantastic match. And we have an exception to that is we say it's okay to mix remedies if it's an outside-in event injury, surgery, dentistry. Mm. 
So consistent message about minimum dose, an awareness of direction of cure. Don't like that word. So we kind of call it direction of healing Mm. so that people actually judge whether something is working or not working. Mm. So these are all super consistent. Now, how do you get a consistent message when you've got 40,000 people? That's my question. It's like you're reading my mind. (laughs) How do you do that? Well, the way that we do it is on Facebook, Facebook being a bit of a big brother thing anyway, they have this thing where you can um, you can highlight certain words where you go and have a look and see what the person's saying. So we highlight words like uh, if people are promoting steroids and antibiotics, well, they can. there's plenty of that happening in the world. They don't need to do that in our group, which is focused on classical homeopathy. So we go and have a look. And if they say, oh, yeah, I don't need to use antibiotics anymore because, um, you know, I've studied homeopathy and now it's great. I don't need them. Or they say, oh, you really need to take your child to get an antibiotic right now. Well, first of all, it's very bossy and we that's not how we talk to each other. And second of all, we don't promote pharmaceuticals because there's plenty of other entities promoting pharmaceuticals. They don't need our help. So we'll delete it and we'll send a message or it might say protocol. And generally speaking, we don't like uh, protocols because we like to think of the symptoms as our friendly uh, and, and less and less friendly the more you ignore them. But as the initial uh, warning lines. Yeah. signs that will lead you, lead you to the answer. So we'll go and look at it and, uh, you know, we might delete it. So uh, we have lots of keywords that are f- flagged and then myself and the Marvels will go and make a judgment call. And then we always because we do as you would be done by, we always explain. Usually it's because people haven't read the announcements because nobody reads anymore. Mm. (laughs) And in the announcements, all the guidelines are there, but they don't read and they get excited and they dive in. And I've done that myself. Yes, I was about to say, I have to. (laughs) So we just very kindly say, look, this is the issue here. This is the guideline that you missed. And then, you know, if that person takes up a lot of moderator time, by just constantly not paying attention to our guidelines, then we have to give them mm. a friendly warning and then another warning and then their coat's out the door. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a dictatorship. And it's because that we have to think about what is the aim of the group. Mm. The aim of the group is to give very clear answers about one way, not the only way, but one way of using homeopathy Mm. and the way that I feel has served me well, served my clients well, served my family well, a way that I can resonate with and get behind. Mm. And then if other people want to have a group about protocols or therapeutics or whatever, of course, you know, have at it. And what will happen is people will go and they'll try out these different groups, try out these different ways of doing it. And they'll Mm. come to a conclusion about what resonates and works for them. Mm. So uh, what I would wish, one of the things I'd wish for homeopathy is that everybody does their own thing and they put it out there and people try it and we let people make their own determination on what works for them and what doesn't work for them. But let's not be polarized about it or be mean about it. There's room for, it's a very broad church. I mean, there's lots of different ways of doing it. This is my way of doing it. And if you like it, come play with us. Uh, If you don't like it, then I'm sure you'll find something else that will fit you better. You have said that so beautifully, Mary. So, so beautifully. 
And that's one of the things I personally love about homeopathy because it's so wide and broad and deep and human beings are so different. So you can go and go out there and look at all the different options we have in homeopathy and go with the Mm -hmm. one that resonates with you. And that in itself is part of the healing process. So I'm I'm completely with you. And it's very homeopathic if you think about it, because what you're doing is you're matching your needs to the group that you join or the book that you use or the software that you use or the remedies that you use or the homeopath it's that you choose resonating <laughs> with a certain way of doing things and it and it feels good to you absolutely oh that was beautiful that we need to put that in a slogan i love that <laughs> and tell our listeners a little bit about what is clam and how do you use oh, that? Clams. <laughs> clams. yes so what, what is that well i was taught i was taught years ago that in order to take a good particularly good acute case and even when you're doing a constitutional case the best practice is that for every symptom you get a clams and clams is a mnemonic and it stands for concomitance that means what do you have with your main symptom so your main symptom is a headache and the concomitant symptom might be vertigo, dizziness with your headache. Okay. Next location. Where is your headache specifically? Is it occipital? Is it at the temples, forehead, vertex? Where is it? Tell us that. Also, if it moves, if it extends anywhere, like it starts at my vertex and it moves down to the back of my, the nape of my neck. We want to know about that. We want to know a location and extension of location. A is a tricky one. That stands for etiology, and it's the old Greek spelling of etiology. And etiology is just fancy name for cause, mm. but we like it because it's a vowel, and you can say clams easier than you can say <laughs> So um, etiology is, what do you think caused this? Did you get some bad news over the phone? Did you get caught in a rain shower? What was the deal? Okay. Mm-hmm. M is modality. It's what makes either you or your symptom better or worse. Mm-hmm. And S is sensation which is type of pain usually, but not always. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, there's sensations like, oh, I feel like I have a cobweb on my face and I'm doing this all the time. So that's it. That's clams. So when people say, I've got a headache, what remedy will I take? Which is what new people say. Yeah. We say, please do a clams. And they go, what's the clams? And so then we put a little meme mm. that tells them what a clams is. And then they go away and they come back with a clams and then, Everyone that's up at that time, because of members all over the world, thank goodness, they all get their books out and they practice and they say, what about this? Read that. Now, we never say on our group, we never say do this or do that. Never. It's always read this, consider that, look at this, Mm. because we're a study group. So we're here to point you in the right direction and you will go and make your determination of whether it's a good fit or not. So at the beginning, people don't have books. You know, they're just putting their toe in the water. They don't know where they want to spend money on a book. So I have made this website called remedyseeker.com, and we direct them there. Now, the reason why we direct them to remedyseeker.com, because there are other remedy finders online, and I have some issues with them. And so I'm a great believer in Buckminster Fuller said, if you don't like something, don't argue with it. I mean, I did try. I did try and reach out to people saying, is it a good idea to have for the general public a remedy finder that deals with kidney disease and Mm. suicidal thoughts? Because I don't think it's a very good idea, Mm. you know, and didn't really get much response. So I thought, okay, I will go and create the remedy seeker thing site because it will be 
injuries and acute illnesses and situations in pregnancy and situations in childbirth and situations when you're traveling in exotic climates will be all those things, but it will be what's safe for the home prescriber to do. Mm. And it will say when you should be worried, when you should get help, what are the warning signs, all of that. So it will be not only effective, but also safe. Mm. (laughs) Funny words now, but safe and effective. And so Remedy Seeker is about that. So if they haven't got a book, we say, go to Remedy Seeker, and you can either type in the issue, or you can type in the name of the remedy that you've been told to consider, Mm. and it will pop up. And if you have an Apple phone, it will give you a free app as well, thanks to For Homeopathy, who are a fantastic nonprofit in the UK that paid to develop an app from some of my content. So what I'm trying to do with all my educational work is to take away obstacles for people. So for a lot of people, especially women at home with children, maybe they don't have an independent income. They're not working outside the home. Maybe they don't have a lot of money to spend on books Mm. or whatever. So my idea is like, well, let's get them to get their toe in the water Mm. and to try it. Even if it's just go down the local shop and buy Arnica, Mm. let's just get them to try it because once they try it, they will move heaven and earth to find the money to get a kit or a book because they'll know it's amazing, you know, but we have to get them past that first Mm. hurdle, if you like, and then they're completely sold and it's easy. Mm -hmm. So that's another resource that I created, remedyseeker.com. Like I said, you have definitely paid it forward enough. (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible. And Mary, you know, it's nobody will ever know how much time, and effort it takes to put together resources like that. I mean, when you were talking about that online course that you created, I had an hour and 40 minute online course I created about uh, six, seven years ago, but Mm. the hour and 40 minutes was just too long. And people kept saying, make it shorter, make it shorter. And, you know, I managed to get it down to half an hour, but nobody will ever know how much work went into writing all that and making sure it is just just the right amount of information to educate you but not overwhelm you and when it comes to writing resources you know I've written little information sheets to go with my kids as well and it just takes so much time to make sure Mm. you're just putting the right amount of information in there to help them and not too much to overwhelm them so for you to have created this remedy seeker and I mean, the file section in your Facebook group is phenomenal. You could put together probably a massive book with all of the information. Yes. In the file and section. you know, I have got the beginnings of a massive book. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Because, you know, I don't I, know whether you saw when, when I did, uh, I was on Homeo Summit. I don't know whether you saw this, Eugenie, but they, I've always had this dream of um, writing a book which would be cradle to grave. Like everything you can do with homeopathy at home cradle to grave wow. not a great title obviously because nobody <laughs> likes thinking about graves but and nobody yeah. sleeps in a cradle they're all co-sleepers but you know the idea of like this will be your whole life mm. and there'll be things that homeopathy can help you through at every stage and mm. so I have the beginnings of it and I did this um homeo summit thing which I mean it's very short maybe it was like 40 minutes or something trying to cram in everything that you could possibly do in a lifetime. You yeah, know? that would be impossible so, to do that in 40 minutes. <laughs> I still think I'm going to have a go. And I've got the beginnings. I've got this, the, I've got the outline of it. And um, when I have a moment to bless myself, as they say, I will, I will go and see what I can do with it. I think it's a great idea. 
and don't think Amazing. anyone's done it yet so i fun i would encourage people to join your group even if it's just to go into the file section of that group and just have a read yeah, the files are amazing They're yeah amazing. and i want to give a shout out to one particular marvel who's muriel schubert who's a friend in canada and she has just been fantastic she was a very early marvel i think she maybe joined in the first year she's been with me like five years or something and she is the one that usually collates our files and we've had a few people have helped her but she is the file mistress um so yeah the files are amazing amazing that is incredible it's it's just such a wonderful resource i should give a little tip about the files yes please which is that unfortunately facebook doesn't organize files alphabetically Mm. so what you have to do and there's like I think 100 and something, maybe 150, something like that, files. And you just scroll through them all trying to find, I mean, it's quite exciting because you go, oh, I've forgotten about that one. That looks good. But you scroll through to try and find the one that you want. Mm. So Muriel has created an index. So if you can find the index, that has everything that's in there. Oh, that you is know. cool. So have you got look like at a that hash- file? Have you got like a hashtag or something to find the index quicker? Or do you just oh, search for no, it in the group? No, that would be good if we had. <laughs> I don't know. Pinned uh, post or something like that. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Or maybe we should every week we should just post the index, mm, mm. So, and then people can quickly scan and see what's in there. And uh, anyway, absolutely we'll amazing. See. So, yeah. Mary, what are your your hopes and your dreams for the future of homeopathy? Mm, yeah, I knew that you were going to ask me that. <laughs> well, you know. To be honest, I go from feeling super optimistic and then sort of being a little bit sad, like, is it going to happen in my lifetime? Because I'm getting on now. But what I would love to see, I would love to see homeopathy become a household word. Mm. I'd love everybody to know what it is and not confuse it with herbalism or something else or naturopathy or whatever the typical Mm. things people get mixed up about. And I'd love everybody to just give it a try because, you know, there are a lot of closed minds and there's a lot of misinformation about homeopathy where people are absolutely sure they're right. And I think this thing of being absolutely sure you're right is extremely dangerous. And I don't think it's very scientific. I think it's anti-scientific. I think what we have is a kind of scientism where science has taken the place of religion and people are super dogmatic and they're going, the science is in. Well, that's just nonsensical. The science is never in. We're always exploring and trying to work out and make sense of our world, you know, Mm. always. And if we stop, it's kind of like the beginning of the end. It's like a death throw to stop questioning. Mm. And yet we know so many intelligent people who have dismissed homeopathy, like it can't possibly work because it doesn't accord with what we understand up to now about science. Mm. So I would wish for those people that they just set aside their certainty and that they open up their minds because the healthiest mind is an open mind. I love trying to stay, and I don't always succeed, but I love trying to stay in a don't-know state of mind. Like I, I really like not having strong opinions. I like trying to understand everybody's take on something. Mm. And then I'll say what my take is, but I don't want to shut down. Like, say, when I was growing up, I was would consider myself to be left of center politically. And when I moved to the States, I started through my group mostly to meet people who were more to the right. And, you know, at the beginning, I it was almost like meeting people from a different planet because I'd been in a bit of an echo chamber mm. of my own mm. 
you know, my friends and I shared similar views. And I started to really listen to everything that they had to say. And I could see that we had so much in common, you know. Mm. Um, and so it's, that's where I'm going now, where I wouldn't label myself as being X, Y, Z. You know, it's like I have a, a whole varied gamut of thoughts and ideas and I just want to be in that don't know state and learning and expanding and being open to more and more influences. Mm. You know, some of them I'll decide are not for me, but I don't want to be in an echo chamber. Mm. And I would wish that for the people who've closed their minds to homeopathy because they are missing out on something phenomenal. And they're often very strident and aggressive and they attack us and they troll us, but there's no need for that. Mm. They can just do their own empirical scientific experiment where they just try something. They burn themselves while they're cooking and they take a cantharis. Mm. Something as simple as that. You know how long it takes to recover from a bad burn. Try it. You know, what have you got to lose? So that's what I would wish. I would wish for people to be more tolerant and open-minded and they might discover something truly incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit sad that we have to finish because Aww. I could listen to you all day long. You just ooze this gentleness and kindness and just this beautiful, beautiful sparkling light. And it is just such a treasure to, you know, finally get to have a proper chat with you. And we, I actually posted in your group and I said, I'm so excited that I get to interview you. You know, what sort of questions do you guys want me to ask Mary? And quite a few people asked to share some of your crazy success stories and, you know, crazy revenue matches that you found and how you got to those and what were some tricky cases that you've had and how did you overcome that and what were some of your failures? And before we started this podcast, we actually agreed that that's going to be a whole other episode in itself. So although I'm very sad to say goodbye, it's just goodbye for now because there will be uh, an installment too where we're going to be diving a little bit more into that. And now that I've said it and it's going to go out, we have to do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mary, I, just no, I, I do like to just check in. You know, my clients are very, very kind and they let me share. But of course, I always like to check with them and get their written permission. And mm-hmm. it takes a while to put uh, some fabulous questions, but it will take a while for me mm-hmm. to put the the case files together and uh, you know to do it properly so thanks to everyone that came up with those great questions and we will get to them we promise and we are on record as saying that um, <laughs> but all of these things that i've been talking about my group and the remedy seeker and the app and the courses if you go to www.maryaspinwall.com and they do forward slash resources there's a page there that has everything all in one spot so you can from there you can go off and do whatever you want oh, to do if you if you're going to dive in. That is very which I cool. encourage everyone to do. Dive in. Okay, so maryaspenwall.com forward slash resources. That's it. I will definitely yeah. put that in the show notes. Um, great, that is great. wonderful. Yeah. Mary, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much thank for the work you. that you're doing to help thousands of people so selflessly all around the world to have happier and healthier you know, more empowered lives. And yeah, just thank you so, so much. Well, I get a huge amount of pleasure from it. Really huge. So thanks to everybody that's um, joined me. It's been so much fun. Really great. Thank you.